buying behavior has changed. Prospects don't click on links and emails anymore, and they don't watch the videos you spend hours creating every week. Instead, send personalized gifts and memes using Vidyu. You can quickly create engaging, personalized content that immediately grabs your prospect's attention, helps you stand out in the inbox, and does it all without forcing them to click anything or go anywhere. Head over to vidyou.io slash salescast to sign up for free and spend less time getting your messages across and more time selling. In the world of sales, you either sink, swim, or break through to the next level. My name's Colin Mitchell, and this is Sales Transformation, a new kind of sales show designed to bring you through the epic, life-changing moments of elite sellers so you can experience your own sales transformation. Hey, before we start today's episode, I wanted to bring you in on the best kept secret in B2B sales. If you're serious about social selling and your only strategy is cold DMs through LinkedIn, you're missing the mark big time. Learn how a fully managed revenue generating podcast can change your life and your pipeline at salescast.co. All right. Welcome to another episode of Sales Transformation. Very excited to have William Holden on today. He is the co-founder over at Vidu, vidu.io. If you have not checked it out, I highly recommend it. It's a tool that me and my team use. And I'm very excited to have him on today to share a little bit of his, of his story and some of the awesome stuff that they're doing over there at Vidu. William, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. My pleasure to be here. Yeah, this has been a long time coming. Um, I, I feel like I say that more often than I'd like to admit, but uh, I know we had to reschedule. My life's been a little bit crazy with baby number four, so. Ah, it's, shit happens, you know. You've been messaging me the whole time, and I know you and I love Coco Melon, right? And I yeah. know you've got kids. Yeah, yeah. I'm just really happy to be here finally. It's great. Yeah, so take us back like a little bit here. Just give us like the short version of your, your sales story. <clears throat> Okay, so going way back now, right out of university, college, as Americans call it, I started working for a company called CH Robinson, transport, logistics, like third-party logistics and brokerage. Yeah, held multiple different roles there, but always in like account management and sales. That was really where I cut my teeth. And um, not, not for lack of like working with a great company or guidance, I was just bad at selling at that point, right? And I had so much to learn. So I, I learned the hard way. And I would like go into warehouses and drive up and down the country and cold calling was my thing. I had to do it every day. And I just bombed so hard. But at the time, I, did, I had no idea. I thought, I'm doing great. I had my hair slicked back. I wear my little suit, you know, and I just, I had that much bravado and confidence. I just mustered through. Mm. It was only maybe like year two, two and a half years in when I really started to reflect on the methodology of selling right? What really goes into establishing trust, exploring problems, pain, really solving things for prospects. Before that, I was a bit of a a talking head. Um, And anyway, then I caught the bug. I thought, holy shit, there's so much depth to this profession and this craft. And I've got a good chunk of it nailed, right? I'm gregarious and outgoing and I can talk to anyone. I just want to make sure what I'm saying is the right thing. I want to do it well. So I I really started to focus in on, on my sales craft at that point, read a bunch of books, found some mentors, uh, moved to Google 
Um, worked there for a year and a bit, loved it. It was all outbound. Uh, after Google, I then moved to Intercom. I was there for five and a half years. And that's where my sales career really came together for me in terms of like learnings and appreciation for the role and just respect for the craft and the profession. Held multiple roles at Intercom, ultimately culminating in me building the outbound team in EMEA, which was hard as hell. As you can imagine in a startup that was like 99% inbound before then. Um, yeah. And then I left and, and started video with my co-founder, Gavin. That's it. All right. Well, so a couple things I want to dig into, right? So when you were over at CH Robinson and when did you realize like, wow, there's still a lot that I have to learn and I'm maybe not as good as I thought I was. <laughs> when I, uh, <laughs> this is bad, right? So there's a supermarket franchise or chain called um, Aldi. Have you heard of them? I haven't. All right. So it's a European thing. They're a massive, massive supermarket here. Compete with the big folks like Tesco's, et cetera. Anyway, I, I'd been, I'll say pestering because that's really what I was doing. It wasn't, it wasn't intelligent prospecting. I was just pestering. I didn't know much better. I was pestering this person to take a meeting with me. Finally, they did. I got in the car. I drove all the way down there to the warehouse. My manager couldn't come with me at the time. Um, we should have, we should have postponed the meeting to be honest. I, I, on reflection, I needed them. I went in there with the suit, the briefcase, you know, I had the hair and everything. And I yeah. sat down and I, I just berated this poor guy for like 35, 40 minutes. I did the usual. Where's C.H. Robinson? Check this out. This is what we do. Like, here's every facet of our solution. Just mm. like thinking about it, remember it now, I want to be sick. It was just, I didn't know any better, right? It's very naive, but I gave him the full digest. Like, here's everything. And at yeah. the end of it, I was like, so can I get a load? <laughs> right? Can I get some freight? I, I didn't say it to that effect, but it was basically me trying to close him off of bugger all discovery. I didn't understand their needs in their business. I just talked at them. Um, and they were very polite. Yeah, we'll be in touch. And I left the meeting. Ah, oh, this is amazing. Woo, drove home, called my friends. I've just met with Aldi. Ah. Uh, yeah. A couple of weeks go by, nothing's happening, right? You're still waiting by the phone? (laughs) I'm still waiting. So I'm following up, right? I'm pestering the hell out of them. I'm dropping notes with the gatekeeper. I'm sending him direct messages. I'm cold calling him. In the end, he had to turn around. Then he pretty much barked at me and said, "Um, I told you I would be back in touch. I can't remember the exact wording of it, but it was something to the effect of, this is too much. Uh, We're not going to do business with you. Please don't contact me again. And that for me was like this massive eye opener. I was like, holy shit. There was such a contrast, the feeling that I felt in that moment versus how I felt going through that process. Like I'm going through my sales process. This is great. I'm getting towards the end. Amazing. Little did I know I'd left him behind as a buyer like <laughs> miles ago. Yeah, uh, that, that was an eye opener for me at CH Robinson. And that's when I really started to try and align myself with people that I felt knew how to do it better in the company. And then the other big thing, I'll make this quick. There's a fellow called Dan Odekirk. He was one of the US managers. He was brought over to EMEA to run our Manchester branch. And he came in as this fresh-faced new manager. Didn't know any of us, right? Really looked at it from a clean slate. And he gave me a book. Where is it? There it is. This is the book that Dan gave me. Silver Bullet Selling. Mm. Not the best book. Uh, decent, like really awesome for starting out. Lots of pictures. <laughs> you know, uh, but, but this, this was pretty transformative for me. This was just a taste of like, holy shit. If you really think about this, there is a way to manage this process. There is a way to make a biofield included. There is a way to do this that actually 
it focuses on this mutual outcome, this benefit, right? We're, we're here to solve a problem. If, if one doesn't exist, that's fine. Let's move on. Uh, but it, yeah. it, it really highlighted for me the importance of proper and effective discovery, consultation, qualification, all these bits that I feel like I kind of skimmed over uh, before now because I didn't really yeah. understand just how impactful it was. So this was like a missing piece. Dan was kind of like my fairy godfather. Um, and then, like I said, I caught the bug. I bought a load of other books. But put it into context, I was like 20, like 20, 21, 22 at this time. Yeah. Really the beginning of my journey. And then it, it went from there, you know. All right. So it's interesting, right, for you to probably follow the sales process that was sort of laid out in front of you, right? Still, yeah. unfortunately, it's still very common that, you know, a lot of sales training is around product knowledge and features and logos yeah. and case studies and things about how awesome we are, which buyers typically don't care about. <laughs> they don't give a shit. No, no. no. I mean, and, no. and they might, they might care, provided it's a little valid, bit uh, for like yeah. 30 seconds, but that's it. <laughs> well, I've always found that they, they care very little until they know that you care, right? So it's not that all those things aren't relevant. Well, it actually is. In the first instance, they're not relevant at all. Right. If Aldi tells me like, okay, this is the type of problem we have. Of all the 15 things I was going to talk about, this one thing might work for you. What do you think? Yeah. yeah. And so, um, and, and it's interesting too, that I think a lot of sellers can relate to that experience, right? Where they leave a sales call feeling like, oh my gosh, that went great. I'm yeah. going to be a hero to my boss. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mom, get the champagne. I'm coming home. <laughs> Yeah. As far as like, we've heard the stories, right? Like already spending the commission check, right? <laughs> before Big they, time. before they get the sale. Right. And so, um, and really just walking out thinking it went well when it actually went the exact opposite. Yeah. <laughs> like didn't yeah, go well at all. And part of it is tough too, because a lot of buyers just don't want to be straight with you and say, Hey, well, like, from day one, it's not for us. Right? They won't. Like, like they probably knew in that moment, we're not, we're not, we're not buying from this guy. Hundred percent, it's not happening. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there, you know, Kyle Coleman does this really well. He, he posts about it on LinkedIn a lot. He sends responses to SDRs. He gives detailed feedback. Right. He, that's his way of paying it forward. You know, he knows yeah. his shit. He's doing well and takes him a quick minute to respond to somebody, but he knows just like I do now, that it absolutely means the world to a young seller that doesn't know better. Where yeah. else are they going to get that feedback from, right? Not not every yeah. management team, not every team that they work for is going to invest in them in that way. Yeah. Um, I literally yes, got off a sales call today of somebody pitching me. Mm -hmm. And after spending 20 minutes together, I told them right off the bat, hey, this is not for me. And this is why. Yeah. And they can take that feedback and maybe rethink of how they, you know, approach their sales process. Um, they didn't, you know, it's, it's interesting. Some people like really will thank you and like, Oh, thank yeah. you so much. Really appreciate that. Um, and others are like, what just happened? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought I, it was going well. Right. And, and it's, I've, I've never been in that situation and given feedback and it's been really poorly received. Um, I've got the impression that people just don't care sometimes. That's fine. Yeah. But, for me, it's like, you know what, years ago, I like to think I take feedback really well. I like to think I really care about um, the experience I'm offering people and I want to learn and build on it. I don't know, maybe if they just said to me in that moment, here's why this is not for us, would I have heard it? I don't know. I would have reflected on it over time. Like, 
it's taken me a few years to look back on that experience and really understand what happened. You yeah, know, maybe like two, three years. And now I look back on it quite fondly, like what an experience to have had, what a learning to have had. Maybe I would have learned faster if they gave the feedback, but maybe not. Yeah, yeah. I find the biggest challenge is most people don't want to be that person that gives you the feedback, right? Because they don't know how you're going to handle it. They, you know, we're human beings, right? So Potential most people, yeah. yeah, most people don't want to create conflict or don't like conflict. And mm-hmm. they assume that that's going to create some sort of, you know, conflict. But also how many salespeople hear a bit of feedback and confuse that with an objection that could be handled mm-hmm. or should be handled yeah. and overcome, right? I think yeah. it's, it's only through years of experience and being in these situations that you start to discern the difference between this is someone genuinely pushing back, offering me an objection that I can deal with, that I should be able to overcome, that, right, that I'll, I'll work around. Here's somebody that just like <clears throat> got honest feedback. They don't want anything to do with me, but they want to do me a favor. Like It can be hard, yeah. young, in, young it, in your career, to, to tell the difference. It's it's definitely hard to find the right balance, right? Of like, is this an objection or a question or something that I need to maybe provide a little bit more clarity or explain better? Um, or, and I think it comes down to like really two, I talk about this a lot, right? There's two types of not interested, right? Not interested with a good reason, which is mm-hmm. like, hey, they're really not interested, like leave them the F alone, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Or not interested because, you know, they really just don't have enough information. Maybe yeah. they didn't fully understand the information. Maybe there's some confusion. And those are usually, you know, reservations or questions that can be addressed. Yeah, exactly. And I've always found that the best way to get... Um, to tell the difference between those two things is to equip the prospect with... Uh, with quality information about, how do I word this? If you just showed up in an inbox and said, hey, I'm Vidu, this is what we do, you should buy us, which is mm-hmm. not you know too dissimilar from what a lot of people do, um, it's very easy for a prospect to misunderstand that or, or just not connect with it, period. Like, I have no idea how this is relevant to me. Like, go away, right? Like, what's that objection really worth? But if, if you can do your research, if you can show them that you care, if you can put a bit of thought into your outreach and your approach, well, no, here's why I approach you. Here's what I, you start to give them the component pieces then to give you meaningful feedback. Well, it's interesting, yeah. Will, that you notice this about our business. Actually, here's why that's not relevant versus just, you just pitched me so hard. Like my default yeah. is go, go away, you know? Yeah. Then, there's, there's an emphasis there on thoughtful outreach and equipping the buyer or the prospect with an understanding of, what are you actually doing? How does it relate to the business? That's the the God honest work of an SDR, you know? Yeah. I mean, you've got to show them that like you have a good reason for reaching out in the first place. And that's where I think a lot of people do a really poor job is yeah. like, just because they're in this industry and they have this title, that's not a good reason for reaching out. No, because too many other people are doing that, right? And then, and then from the prospect's perspective, it's, oh, I'm being canvassed again. I've got a lot of these messages recently. I'm just going to do what I did last time and just bat it away versus, huh, this threat really surprised me. There's an insight I hadn't thought of. They've done their work about me. They obviously care. I can trust them maybe a little bit more than the next person. Okay, I'll meaningfully engage, right? And whether that's moving forward or not, I'll, I'll meaningfully engage. Yeah. And did you learn a lot of this, uh, a lot of these things here that we're, we're chatting about um, with your, with your, your stand of when you were leading a team or when you started the outbound team, where did you start to, to learn some of these things? I, it was at Google, really. It was my, the latter part of my, my tenure at CH Robinson. Um, 
I learned the hard way. And then when I moved to Google, I went there with like, okay, I am not going to mess this up. You know, I, for me, it was a very big deal to get that offer. I remember they said, hey, uh, we want to make you an offer and here it is. And I was like, yeah, accept, done. I'll see you in a week. There was no negotiation. There was, it was, I just bit their hand off, right? So I, I meticulously prepared and, and got my head into a space before I, I joined them. Uh, and it was at Google that I really started to experiment with and, uh, and, and test and report on and try and optimize some of these things, right? So, yeah, mainly okay. at Google. Okay. And um, you also mentioned that you had some, some mentors and some books. Anything specific that really transform the way you sell yeah yeah i mean so here's the first thing actually i'll start with a mentor um i had a mentor at google called itor uh, sorry itor um yeah uh, itor gomez miguel and he works at a company called rapid now and every now and again he still talks to me right he's just this really awesome genuine guy that he was a true mentor he was my manager but he was a mentor first and foremost, and we held a relationship long after he stopped managing me, right? Um, I mean, he taught me a lot. He shared techniques and ideas with me. He, he, but more important than just sharing things with me and telling me what to do, he sat with me. You know, he let me do it. He watched me do it. He gave me, in context, real-time feedback. He made me feel heard. Mm. You know, and he, he, I felt like he kind of came on along with me on this journey of like sales discovery and honing my craft and understanding what I could do better. There's no shortage of advice out there for salespeople. I go on LinkedIn and it's just littered with it. Some good, some bad. It's fucking everywhere, right? Yeah. There's no shortage you know, of it. The problem is, is, is it's not like some advice, some of it's good, some of it's bad, yes. But mm -hmm. it's also, um, it's also based on their experience, right? Right. And I think that's I, the biggest thing that most sellers don't realize is like, well, your experience may not, work for me, right? Yeah. Like I've got to test my own experience with things, you know, with what it is that I do with it, the people that I reach out to with the methods that I use, the, the channels that I use. Um, and I think that a lot of people are looking for no pun intended here, the silver bullet, yeah, yeah, <laughs> but it doesn't exist. He's going to love that. The author, He's going to love it. no, it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't exist. And that's, that's what I think S some managers, they, they miss out on this, right? It's, it's not about, I'm the boss and here's how we're going to do it. And rah, rah, let's go. Mm. Like for me, especially with SDRs or, or people that are more <clears> junior, <throat> basically everyone who's not a 20-year enterprise account exec veteran, right? Um, they need a captain. They need someone to sit there with them in the trenches and, and learn in context of the job they're doing. It's not enough to say like, go and read this or go and do that. Or there's a training. ITOR, coming back to the point, was awesome because... Every week, we'd review what I'd done. He'd give me actionable feedback. We'd go and try something new. And he gave me the courage and the motivation and like the security to, to do all that stuff. I definitely felt supported there and with him. So that was super impactful. Yeah. And, That's and, the key, and, right? Is feeling supportive and feeling like you have the freedom and the autonomy to be creative and like test new things on your right. own. Right. And, and look, call this ego or whatever. But back then I was, I was younger. And if you just walked up to me and said, Hey, by the way, you should do this. Like, I don't know you. Where did that come from? I'm not sure about yeah. that. I tour understood that in order to give really like salient, impactful advice, you have to get close to the rep. You have to get close to their way. You have to meet them where they are. Right. Um, 
yeah, it'd be great if you just told a rep what to do and they went and did it. But I, I was one of those. I was a bit stubborn. I knew what I knew, yeah. but I, I, I wanted to learn, right? And ITOR understood that in order to help me develop, we needed to trust each other. He spent a lot of time with me. I really appreciated it. The, the other thing, say books. I've read a bunch of them. A lot of sales books I find are like derivative of one another. You know, sales, yeah. this might be a bit controversial. Sales is sales, right? And there are different ways to package it up, but the fundamentals are quite, quite similar. Um, yeah. This book for me is the book that I always go back to. Let's so, get real. Or, or let's, let's not play. play. I mean, mm. consultative selling book, right? P pick any one of them yeah. off the shelf. They kind of read similar. I just know this one for me was just really, really consumable, really actionable, like very straightforward, easy to understand frameworks, like a clear methodology. This, this I took with me into Google. This was like my my Bible. You know, it's like dog-eared. Yeah. There's loads of marks on it. My wife bought it me when I got my job. She wrote a little note in it because she knows how much I, I re well, she knew how much I cared about developing myself. And yeah. yeah, for a long time, this was like my sales roadmap. So that's the book. Very cool. Very yeah. cool. So, all right, let's, let's um, you know, let's fast forward here just a little bit. Mm-hmm. When did you you come up with the idea for for Vidu? And tell me about like the early days of getting getting things started there. Okay, cool. So we came up. Well, I'll start at the beginning. I'll try and make it quick. So at Intercom, one day someone turned around to me and said, "Hey, you know you're you're pretty good at prospecting. You're pretty good at managing these deals and closing them." Uh, can you, can you help us start outbound, right? Yeah. So as an AE, I was asked to join a target team of folks and try and like launch the outbound motion. And it was fraught with challenge. It was very hard. But over a period of time, what I found was, holy shit, like video works, media, like creative media, like not just personalization or relevance in form of text, but like showing people cool shit. Yeah. As superficial as that might sound, it, it really worked. Like I used to go and... When I messaged Colin, I would yeah. go to Colin's website. I would edit some JavaScript. I'd put the Intercom Messenger on there. I'd fake an account on the on the, on the back end. I'd dress it up like it was uh, like it was sales transformation, and I would simulate like little workflows and chats. And then I would create a video of that. And I would I would use at the time I was using Wistia and Vidyard yeah. actually. And I'd say, yo, Colin, like I went to your website. I had an idea. Like, here's what I'm thinking. Does this ever happen? How we could approach it this way. And it was, it wasn't so much about what I was saying to them. It was more about the fact that I'd actually gone and done something, right? I'd, I'd gone a step further. I'd showed them that I'd care, uh, yeah. that I cared. That whole thing would take me like 20 minutes to do. Didn't scale So at would all. you actually mock up like a, their website using the tool? Yeah, well, I'd go to their website and then yeah. I'd effectively put Intercom on it. So <clears throat> it would look like it's their website, but with our messenger there, right? And I oh, might wow. put and I might put their name in the messenger and I might like add their logo and I might actually simulate a comment. I'll ask a friend, like, hey, can you just can you just chat with me? I'm gonna do this video. Can you chat with me at the same time? And yeah. then they'd see the messages come through. And I'd do it to illustrate how we could help them with support or sales or whatever. It was really time consuming, but it really worked. People were like, holy shit, yeah, this guy cares. He's not just canvassing or spamming me. Yeah. So I got up in front of the company one day and I said, we're, we're doing these things, we're experimenting with them, they're starting to work. Um, if anybody out there, so this is like a show and tell, 
every yeah. Friday you get up, there'd be a few hundred people watching and developers, researchers, salespeople as well would, would talk about what they were up to, right? 30 minutes slot in total. And I got up and I shared this outbound motion with folks. Yeah. If anyone can help, I would love to talk to you. And by help, I mean like if we can scale this, you know? And then right after it, my, my now co-founder, then you know, senior engineer at Intercom, Gavin, ran over to me and he was like, holy shit. I think we can dial back the personalization just a little bit, but totally scale that thing. It's like, hey, let's, yeah. let's go. So we went out for drinks that night. Um, Owen, the Intercom then CEO was, was there. Gavin was like, hey, look, check, check out. This. Did you see Will's presentation? Like, we're going to work together. And he was like, uh, <laughs> cool story, bro. Go and yeah. do it then. That's an important point though. We were empowered to go and experiment and do it. And yeah. then for like the, the better part of two and a half, three years, Gavin and I worked on all sorts of crazy stuff at Intercom, created GIFs, videos, helped you know support marketing, product marketing activity, developed tools for the salespeople to use a little bit like Vidu that you see today. Yeah. And it all worked really well. Some of it completely bombed, but we, we found things that worked really well. And then yeah. one day we looked at each other and said, we should, we should go and do a version of this for everybody else out there. The, the issue of response rate and the issue of paying SDRs, you know, a pretty penny to go and gather as a two, three, four percent response rate is just so wasteful. And it's not their fault, right? How do we help get more bang for buck in this space? How can we grab the attention of prospects and get them in touch with us? So then we went and created a video. Okay. And so for folks that maybe aren't familiar, just tell them real quick, what is, what is video? Okay. <laughs> of course. Vidu, Vidu is I obviously know what it Vidu. is, but Col there's Colonies, a lot of people yeah. listening. They're like, what the heck is Will talking about here? Yeah, this sounds really nebulous, man. All right. <laughs> so Vidu is, um, is a way to immediately improve response rates and emails and messages that you're sending to prospects by including personalized gifts of yourself. So we give you one of these cards. We'll let you hold it I've up. I've still got the OG card. You've got the OG one, yeah. I, I might yeah. get the OG. Here we go. You hold it up. Yeah. You record there a video. Two seconds. You wait. You scratch your chin. You're like, oh, I've got an idea. Whatever the animation expression is, we turn it into a GIF. You never need to record that GIF again. And then we give you a tool to personalize the content on this card in like eight to 10 seconds. So if you're, here's, here's a way to think about it. If you're reaching out to Colin, and you've done your research and you know Colin's hiring some more heads, right? And maybe you provide a software that can support him with that. Instead of just writing a long email and maybe that nugget, right? The bit that says, I actually care about you, Colin. Maybe that's buried. You would put it in a GIF and say like, holy shit, Colin, you're hiring five heads. And then below that, you, you begin your message. Yeah. Does that, yeah. does that help? Yes. Yes. I think now they're like, how do you, where do I find this? Right? So, yeah, yeah. um, I've been using video. I've used video to catch prospects attention. I've used it to move deals forward. You know, people yeah. that are like, you know, you're at that like weird, you know, following up again stage. Yeah. You know, I don't like to just follow up or just checking in. Uh, but you know, sending those messages of like, Hey, what's going on? Thought we we're moving forward here. Yeah. Right? What did you and think about so, that idea? Yeah. Yeah. So I like the, so I've used video for that to move deals forward. Um, send it to them in a text or an email or DM. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, we've used it to catch people's attention and we've also used it, which is my personal favorite way, to move deals forward. Yeah, and 
we cover all sorts, right? It's from SDR, cold prospecting, inbound, account management, customer success. I mean, I could bore you to detail with different use cases, but it's really the the that cold outreach, that SDR team of five or more heads sending per head 50 or more messages a day. It's these yep. folks that we really want to help. You know, it's they're the ones that have to, like video prospecting is great, okay? In, in many ways, it's good. Sellers and prospects can get to understand who you are, right? It, 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 it develops empathy like nothing else really can, but it's only as valuable as the number of people that click on that damn link and watch it, okay? So if you're a seller and you're spending like two, three, four minutes recording and God forbid re-recording these videos and sending them, and you send them out to like, what, 20 prospects, two minutes a pop, 40 minutes, if 10% of them watch it, You've just spent 40 minutes to get two videos watched. And maybe they don't watch it the whole way through. And maybe only one of them responds to you. So it's this idea that there's something special about video. Communicates tone, authenticity. You get a flavor of my personality and I can highlight information. We want to offer that experience, but do it in a way that doesn't force someone to jump through a hoop, click a link. When they open the message, I say this, I probably shouldn't, but you, you cannot run cannot hide that gif will play immediately and i say that right because with great power comes great responsibility you can make shit gifs just like you can send shit emails yeah it's so important to think about what you put on that card the best way i describe it is put stuff on there that shows your prospect that you actually care that you've done the honest work of an sdr and spent 10 minutes researching that's it yeah yeah and the the great thing is is like I think I think that still not enough people are using video, right? But video yeah. is starting to become a little bit more common. Yeah. Um to the point where it's not that different. Like I don't know if we're quite there, but I think we're definitely getting there where video is like not it's not standing out in a big way as much as it used to. Totally. Where right now personalized gifts is a way to stand out, you know. It's um until, it's an interesting like shift in, in sentiment i think it's it, it differs from industry to industry right so some some spaces are a little bit more saturated with video as a prospecting tool than others i'm sure there are certain industries that are like oh we've never had a video sent to us before holy crap sellers getting like an 80 percent response rate you know hitting their number no no problem um but for a lot of other folks it, yeah it's it's diluted there are people doing it already so it's it's this is important we don't want to not send videos it's called Vidu for a reason. It's not called Gifu. We will release a video product soon. But it's our belief, my belief, that asking a prospect to watch a video upfront, cold email, hey, watch my video, like that's kind of akin to saying, hey, blah, 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 book a 30-minute meeting with me. Like, who the fuck are you? Why am I going to? I'm not going to give you my time. I don't know you. It's, yeah. it's the same thing when you say, hey, click on this link to watch this video. You've no idea if it was made for you. You've no idea if I sent it to 100 people. You've no idea if there's any value in it, but you know, wait 10 seconds for it to load and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I want to use, I do use video. I use Loom a lot, but I use it in kind of ways that you were describing before to move deals forward, to follow up from meetings. When I've yeah. earned the trust and the right to ask for a bit more of that time, because that's what we're doing with video. When I've done that, then I send video because let's not bullshit each other there is like video is an amazing way to communicate just like face-to-face is like superior you know you just got to find ways to make it scale find appropriate ways to use it to get a good return cold prospecting not for me all right (laughs) so you're 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 anti-video 
well, on the first well, touch, huh? On the first touch, there you go. Yeah. But it, you know what? I say that and like, if anyone's listening to this, they're going to call me up and like, nah, you connected with me on LinkedIn, Will, and then you sent me a video. Nah, yeah. And if if they've been listening for a while, they'll know they'll know that I'm a I'm a video first touch type of guy, um, but specifically on LinkedIn. So, so LinkedIn. I ran I don't, I, I've ran an experiment before where it's like, hey, send a personalized message, followed up by a video, and then send no message. Yeah, first touch point video, yeah. and the results were phenomenal. Where how did, we didn't send? How did you any, record the video? Did Did you do it in the LinkedIn mobile app? I did not. We did oh. it with uh, Vidyard. Okay, fair enough. Vidyard, yep. It was right when they rolled out their LinkedIn integration. Yeah, And yeah. so we tested it for four weeks, doing it each way, and we were booking three to five meetings a day, sending video in the first touch. It's, but, it's cr- but there's a lot of things that matter there. Like my profile performed extremely well in comparison to somebody else on my team. Right. Um, how optimized your profile is, how much how content you're putting you are, out yeah. there who you are, who you're targeting, what you do, like all of those things, like that's my experience, right? So if somebody else goes and runs that same experiment, they're like, I got totally different results. It's possible. Uh, there's no silver bullet, right? There's no like video, GIFs, uh, memes, <laughs> videos, written text, notes, showing up in person, calls, phone calls. I mean, there's yeah. a place for all of it. And the best sellers know how to use them appropriately with different personas in different industries yeah. at just the right time. But uh, on a quick, a hot take for anyone listening that's like, ooh, video, I want to try it. The LinkedIn mobile app, you can record a video, send it. And then when the prospect receives it on LinkedIn, it's embedded in the message. They can play and watch right there and then with no redirect. Yeah. It's for me, that's how I do my videos mostly. Um, it, it's all about prospect experience. It's absolutely consumable, frictionless, and voice notes as well. Jesus, voice yeah. notes work well for me. I love voice notes and mm-hmm. I pretty much always use my podcast mic when I send voice notes and I've had people say, how did you get the quality to sound so good on the voice notes? <laughs> so, so, so sometimes I send like weird stuff, like I'll get a sound effects board and I'll, I'll get a horn like, and then I'll, I'll jump in with my message, like <laughs> s- s- silly shit, you know, and then I can be really serious. Sometimes I'll yeah. get close to the mic and be like, hey, Colin, I, I got this idea, man. You got to check it out. I think whatever you can do to be different and stand out and it's not that sales is just this silly game about creativity and just like you know shallow uh, personalization no it no it's not it's it's about finding like medium and media that helps you amplify the work you've already done I can get your attention right it might be the wrong type of attention but I can I can get your attention right um we need to be thoughtful. It about matters what, what you do once you have it. When you, yeah. <laughs> we need to be thoughtful. Like voice notes, video, calls, email, the whole lot. Um, there are ways to command attention. They won't thank you for it. You know, it's it's really about the content you put out. Absolutely. Will, thank you so much. Where can people find out more about video and connect with you? All that good stuff. Video.io. It's free. So you can sign up for free. We've got this... Uh, freemium model. We're leaning into product-led growth. We build and market and sell in a very public and open way. So if you want to join us on the journey, if you want to keep track of us, sign up for free at video.io. Follow me on LinkedIn. And yeah, man, we're, we're building this together. So 
come check it out. All right. We'll drop the links there in the show notes for everybody. If you enjoyed today's episode, please write us a review, share the show with your friends. It really does help us out. And you can always leave us feedback over at salestransformation.fm. Drop us a voice DM and we will get back to you. Hey, you stuck around. That tells me you're serious about your own sales transformation. If you're tired of doing things the old way and want to get started in your journey with other people on the same path, head over to salescast.community and crush your numbers on your leaderboard. Yeah, it's free. Salescast.community. Send me a DM with your best pitch and mention this ad, and I might even give you free access to our best templates.